The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod. We are coming to you live from my house and thrilled to be here with you. I hope that everybody had as good of a 4th of July as you possibly could. I know that that was different things for different people. I loved, uh, you know, somebody was saying again over the weekend, they were like, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. And I was like, yes, but all of our boats look different. And some of us have, you know, extra passengers in our boat. And some of us have people in our boat who need more than, you know, your typical run-of-the-mill passenger in the boat, right? So I hope whatever it looked like for you over the 4th of July that, um, that you found something that you were looking for. Good morning to Christina. Uh, good morning. I, we have our haircut mom in the house. I want to say hello. Uh, thrilled that you're here with us this morning. On, on this wonderful 6th of July. Can anybody believe that it is the 6th of July? Now, I had mentioned last week that um, we were gonna be doing some special shows this week about how we trudge on, right? Because I think all of us, when this started, we were like, what in the heck? You know, how long are we gonna be here? It's only gonna be two weeks. We can do anything for two weeks, right? We can literally stand on our heads for two weeks. Well, then, it turned into, Ooh, we're going to be this way for a month, and it was two months. And, you know, honestly, I was part of a betting pool that it was like, uh, the question was asked, how long do you think it'll be before we return to some semblance of normalcy? Um, that's the word I want to put the quotes on, normalcy. And I was the one who said, 4th of July. 4th of July before there's some sense of normalcy and everyone like yelled at me like I was a traitor like what are you why would you even put that out there and here we've crested past 4th of July and for a lot of us um, the sense of normalcy is nowhere near so uh, hey Carrie good to see your face. Uh, thrilled that you're here with us. So today, um, I'm just going to spoiler alert because, you know, normally we have all these wonderful guests and we had to move Bonnie from Monday to Thursday. Um, so today I'm going to be spending the whole uh, the hour with you, you and me, you and me, kid, we can do this. And uh, I'm going to be talking, unless you guys write me in different questions of things to talk about, I want to talk specifically about what, like how we regroup. So it's full on summer. And there's, you know, things have changed. And, you know, I'm a big fan of when, when the seasons change, we got to change the diet. We got to change up what we wear. We got to change up what we're doing, right? Well, it's official now. Uh, the season has changed. We got this new normal and we got to regroup a little bit. So that's what today we're going to be talking about. So no guests, just me and thee. Um, but looking forward to talking to you guys. So send me your questions, anything that you have. Good morning, Bonnie. Hi, you guys. Uh, I love abundant joy and blessings to you and your family. You are hilarious. Love the finger dance. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's what I normally do. So we, we, uh, we've been showing you guys what we do right before the show. Anyway, um, which brings me to you guys can, and I hope that you will write in right now, because this only works if there's a conversation between the two of us, right? So please take a look. I, I think Traven was showing you before, but maybe, and he might be able to show you now. I'm not sure because, you know, we have lots of technical challenges this morning, but he's doing great. Can I just say how great he is doing? Uh, so, but there are lots of different ways to watch the show and lots of ways to interact. Right now, you might be watching us live on YouTube, on Facebook. You could be watching us on Twitter or Periscope, and you can write in on all of those ways, but you can also write in on our, I think, 
actually, you know, we're having trouble with the website. As I said, we're having technical problems. Don't write in on the website this morning because I am not yet able to access if you're writing in there. So write in on YouTube or uh, Facebook if you can. Those are the two best ways this morning. But normally, if you go to www.autism-live.com, there's a chat at the bottom and you can write in there, but it's struggling this morning. I don't, it's, I don't know what's going on electrically. We're having all kinds of fun here. Um, but I hope that you'll write in because um, I, I have planned stuff I want to talk about, but you know, I'd rather talk about if there's something that you want to talk about always, you know, it's that thing, like you have a plan for what you're going to do. And then your kid comes in the room and wants something and you go, well, that plan's less important right? Uh, and you, you head off in the direction that you need to head off. But I'm thrilled that you guys are here this morning. I do normally tell you that we're going to have experts on the show and that I'm not one of them. Um, no experts today, just me. And, uh, but I'm here. And those of you who watch the show know that my qualification for being here is that I care. And I have a child who was diagnosed at two and a half, who's now 17. Well, <laughs> How did that happen? Um, but he's 17 years old now and he's doing well. Although this, um, you know, being home for this many months has caught up with him and we're having to change what we're doing, which is why I'm so passionate about making sure that we all like regroup, you know, reassess, do what we need to do. It's not one size fits all. So anyway, my point is I'm here because I want to be and I want to make sure that you get the help that you need so that you can do what you want to do. And when I say you, I am talking to the greater autism community. That means, of course, individuals who are on the autism spectrum in the center, they're the beating hearts of everything, right? But then I include in that everyone who loves them, right? That's what I call the greater autism community. I think that we are so large when you think about it. How big is that community? We are big enough that we can change the world. We absolutely can. If we can agree on anything, which is very hard for us because it's one size fits, it's not one size fits all, right? So what can we possibly agree on? Well, we can agree that individuals with autism deserve respect. We can agree that they deserve employment, um, that they deserve the right to be able to pursue the things that they want to pursue, right? We can, and that they deserve resources. We can agree on all these things. So we hold hands, si se puede, we can do this together. Okay. Uh, so somebody wrote in and said, my son is starting uh, to try to bite me. Um, another, when we don't get him when he wants uh, what he wants right away. Yes. Well, that's communication, right? Uh, we're all communicating all the time. Um, and imagine if you started to learn to communicate and you saw, oh, I can get what I want, right? Um, but you used to communicate in a different way and and for a while that you, it might seem to you that that way was quicker, right? <clears throat> now, for some people, they like to write it on the website, but it's not being quick right now. It's not working. And so they don't just automatically shift and go over to something else. They'll write and go, you know, your website stinks because it's not working properly, right? <laughs> you know, which, in a, which if you think about it is sort of like biting. Um, because you want what you want, don't you? I mean, I do, I want what I want and I want it now. So the main things that we wanna do when our kids are doing, um, you know, things that we don't want them to do, when we just tear it all down as we go, what is it that they're trying to get? Well, if I asked you for a cookie and you're not getting it fast enough, if I bite you, I now have your undivided attention. Uh, and it might feel like to me that I'm gonna get that cookie faster, but at the very least I got a reaction, right? So we have to be very careful to make sure that they don't get the paycheck when they do that behavior. So um, if what they want is a cookie and they bite you, then the cookie doesn't happen, right? Um, and, but, but we can't just do that. Like that's one thing to do and that's really, really helpful, but we have to make sure that we are heavily reinforcing and we're teaching um, how to appropriately request a cookie and that it's appropriate for that individual. So if that individual is, is capable of saying, right, we want to reinforce that for the cookie. If they are not capable of saying, but they can point heavily reinforce that, right? If 
Um, if we've already gotten past all that and we're at icons or an iPad where they push cookie, you wanna make sure when we're seeing a behavior like biting, you wanna make sure that you step back a little bit and, and heavily reinforce when they are appropriately using the technique that you've taught. And if you haven't taught something, you need to teach something to get the cookie or whatever the thing is that they want, right? Don't be afraid of the biting. The biting is just communication. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna take like one more uh, qu question. <laughs> and then I love, I love that our haircutting mom is here because uh, I'm sure you guys can tell I, I am, uh, I keep cutting my hair. It's like a sickness. It's like an illness. I can't stop. Um, and, you know, so we're going to talk more about that. Okay. Um, but before we do that, we have to, we have to take care of a little bit of business because it is Monday and we do jargon of the day on Monday. So it is time, my friends, for jargon of the day. Uh, and this is where we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what are the experts talking about? Why do they use these terms? What do they mean to the us? Can we save five minutes and $5? Uh, Traven, how are we doing? Do we have jargon today? And we may not. We, it looks like we do. Something's happening. Traven's sharing something. Let me see, because I don't remember what the jargon was today. It was, uh, oh, functional pretend play. There we go. That's okay. We're able to see it. That's all right. Don't panic. Uh, fun, fun times today. Okay. So all this week, we're going to be talking about the different types of play. And I know that we've gone over this before, but somebody said something to me a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, we need to go back over this, right? Because they were talking about all the things that their child was doing and all the programs and all the learning that their child was doing. And they were like, you know, and I, I can look on my skills account and I can see that, you know, here's where my child is in relation to different things. And their play skills aren't very good, but you know, that's not important. And we're not concerned about that. And we're just focusing on the other stuff. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, you know, part of what happens with our kiddos is that when they get into the teen years, we see an increase in a couple of different things, one of them being anxiety. And there are a couple of things that we know that can sort of help our kids with anxiety. And one of them is having friends, good, accepting, um, flexible friends. But the other one is being able to find leisure activities and more than one. So varied leisure activities that they will participate in as teenagers. And we don't get there just like overnight, right? It has to build um, and that's why we work on play skills. Plus which play skills are the perfect place to safely play um, and fail and have it cost nothing. If you're playing and you don't do something right, it's not like you lose a friend over it or you lose an opportunity, right? So it teaches flexibility and a whole bunch of other things and social skills. So don't shortchange the play skills, especially in the summer. Okay, so today's uh, term is functional pretend play because there's different kinds of play and they all build to be able to do all kinds of things. So I like to pick them apart a little bit. So functional pretend play, nothing like making play dry and boring, right? But if you understand these, it actually, for me, kind of, um, I don't know, it sheds light and makes it easier for me to be able to say, oh, well, you know, right now we're gonna work, work on this. So functional pretend play, let's go ahead and look at our actual definition. Let's see if we can poke a little bit of fun uh, at it. Functional pretend play using lifelike objects in a purely functional, socially conventional way to imitate or act out common action sequences. Okay, that's as definitions go, it's, it's not the worst, right? I don't know what functional, socially conventional uh, necessarily means, and it sounds like something I'm not interested in, frankly. Um, but other than that, it's pretty okay. But let's water it down just a little bit. Functional pretend play. Let's look at what our act, what our working definition is, Traven, if we can. Um, it's playing with toys that are lifelike in a lifelike way. So remember when we used to have to toy stores and when we used to go into toy stores? There are still toy stores, can I tell you, Astra toy stores. These are the mom and pop toy stores. They all belong to like the same federation, which is Astra. Um, and you, so you can still go into toy stores and they're super, they're like the cool toy stores, right? 
Um, but often they don't, they're not warehouses. You know what I'm saying? And in the old warehouse toy stores, they used to have one aisle that was all the functional pretend play. And I gotta be honest, it was not the toy aisle that I would go down. It was like not the place that that sang to me. I was like, who wants to give their kid uh, a, a toy vacuum cleaner? Like what on earth, who is doing that? And then I had a kid who loved to take apart vacuum cleaners, right? And we were trying to teach him what a vacuum cleaner actually does, which is not necessarily something for take apart. Yes, eventually we got a, uh, a new vacuum cleaner and we let him totally dismantle the old one, right? And he pretended he was Handy Manny from the, the TV show. But um, when, you, when you want a child to begin to learn all the social things um, and, and activities, the, the functional, that's why we call it functional pretend play, all the things that we do to function in life. Like you need to know how to use a credit card in order to function in life now. You know, like even a few years ago, maybe you didn't have to have one, but now you pretty much have to have a credit card to do most things in life, right? Well, um, you know, at, at some point, um, they're going to have to cook a meal or make a sandwich or whatever, right? So in the functional pretend play aisle, they have all of that plastic and sometimes fabric um, toys that mimic real life stuff. Like there's cash registers and there's doll houses and there's shopping carts. And, um, you know, there's all the pretend food and there's the pretend kitchens and, you know, all of that stuff. That's all functional pretend play stuff. And it is um, great because one of the, one of the very basic things that we're ever trying to teach little kids is how to imitate. I've heard Dr. Grampiche say a million times, you know, if we can get your child to imitate, then we can teach them almost anything because <clears throat> we can, you know, we can get them to imitate sounds, right? So Im imitation is one of the earliest forms of, of um, play and it's one of the best ways to learn. So functional pretend play allows your kids to mimic uh, adults and all the things that adults do. And, and sometimes, again, it's just that functional stuff, but there's a social element that goes along with it. And kids want to do this. And this is normal, healthy play. There's nothing boring about it. Um, it's, it's, you know, the, the kids who, you know, want to put the, the, the purse on and they want to put the shoes on and walk around in their parents' shoes, right? All of that, it's just, we're pretending to be adults. But this part, part of it is really focusing on the functional stuff. So there's the pretend toaster and there's the pretend knives and you know the pretend bread and you cut the bread. I'll tell you, uh, we don't have these aisles anymore, but if you're looking for these kinds of toys, go on Melissa and Doug because they have the best of the best of these toys. They're, they're wooden or cloth and they're safe and they're absolutely fabulous. But don't short change this because you'll see during the week as we build up, a lot of you will write in and say, I just feel like my child, um, you know, I don't, I want him to be imaginative and, and he, you know, he doesn't know how to play. Start here, start here. Um, it's going to help in a whole lot of ways. All right, moving on. We always have a question of the day for you and our question today are you ready for this? Uh, what games do you like to play? We played a new game in our house last night. My son asked for, it's called Fun Employment. And it's sort of like Apples to Apples, which is one of our favorite games here uh, at Autism Live. And I think a great game, if you've got a verbal kid who's like eight, nine, 10, play Apples to Apples. But um, this game is for much older kids. If you've got I would say 17 and up because there's some language and situations involved in this game. So I think it's 17 and up, but it's called Fun Employment. And I ordered it on Amazon, they delivered it. And uh, it's like apples to apples, but with employment. So one person is the employer and everybody else are the applicants. And you have all these cards that you turn over and people have cards in their hands. And then one card gets turned over and that's the job. So when we played it last night, the first job that got turned over was to be a celebrity impersonator. 
And people can trade cards for the things that are on the table, but you end up with four cards in your hand that are your qualifications. And some of them are like inappropriate. Can I just say, that's why I'm saying 17 and up. Um, but you could go through and pull all those out if you had somebody younger that you wanted to play that with. Um, but the, so I was the employer and I said to my husband and my son, okay, you know, tell me your qualifications for the job of celebrity impersonator. And they have to improv, no matter what they have in their hand, why that would make them a good celebrity impersonator. You want to talk about teaching them how to think on their feet and what makes you good for a job and how to like spin things that are not necessarily good, right? So they compete, however many people, we just had the three of us. And then the employer gets to choose who did the best job, who gets hired for the job, and then you change roles. So uh, we had a good time. It was hilarious. We laughed until we were sick. Uh, so that's our new game. We just played it for the first time last night. But what games do you like to play? And it can be a board game or it can be something you play on your phone or it can be, you know, the PS4. <laughs> you know, what games do you like to play? And as you're thinking about that, I want you to think like, why? What is it? Right now I'm playing this stupid game on my phone that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It, <laughs> if you think about this, this is so stupid. It takes a toy box full of toys and it dumps it and, and there's two of everything and you have to match them, but it's a timed game. And so you have to match them really quickly. And it's like they're buried four deep and you have to pick them out and match them. And I think I spent two hours playing this game yesterday. It's just like, if you put me in a toy room and said, sort out all these toys, I would be like, that's work. But why I would sit and play it on a phone, like heaven help us all, right? Um, but I, it's what I, it's what passed the time for me yesterday when I needed a break. So there you go. What do you like to play? And then ask yourself, so ask yourself why? Because for me, it was mindless and it was something I could do. Um, and I don't know, it was relaxing, but what, what kinds of games do your kiddos like to play and why, right? Um, what is it that they're getting out of those? And cause that's something you can capitalize on. Okay. We always have a topic of the week and isn't it funny? I can't, I totally don't remember Traven what the topic of the week is. Bum, ba, bum. Oh, of course. Well, there it is. Leisure activities to reduce stress. Couldn't I have figured it out from all the things we were talking about? Uh, <laughs> It makes sense, right? But I couldn't remember. So yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about all week long about how do we give ourselves and our kids the downtime and how do we build that? And by the way, if you're like, well, I don't know what leisure activities are and I never have any downtime, which, you know, sign us all up. We all feel this way. How are we modeling that for our kids then? How do we expect for them if they're not seeing us do it? Because if we don't show them how an adult does it, they're going to think that when I grow up and I'm an adult, there's no leisure time, which is not the truth, right? So we need to, we all need to be working on this um, and, and perfecting this. So we're going to be talking about that this week. Uh, all right. I'm switching back over to the comments and the questions now. So uh, I love my son cut my husband's hair twice. Uh, he didn't think it was that fun. So I, I love that, you know, the actuality of it is not as much fun, but it might just be that he doesn't like uh, cutting short hair. So that could be. Uh, all right, let's continue on here with, okay, somebody said I need ideas for young teens for activities other than gaming. Yeah, um, and that's part of, you know, I have this whole list of things that I want to talk today about this regrouping. And here are my categories, because I want to know if you, this sings to you guys, that first of all, you got to make sure, you know, the first thing we got to do is check the money work situation for the next few months. So do you have enough money coming in through whatever way? Like if, if you either got unemployment or are you still working? Like, I, I want to take just a couple of seconds to talk about that, because I, I think that there are people who are like, I don't know what my money situation is, but we got to get that because we'll worry if we don't know, right? But then I want to talk about self-care because self-care is crucial and critical right now, right here. Um, it's like the best of times, worst of times. If you want to, self-care is available right now and will help everything else. Or it's very easy to let it all go right now, right? And then that will lead to big, big, big problems. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how we foster learning 
for ourselves and our kids during this time so that we take advantage of the summer slide. I wanna talk about having fun, right? And having it not just be all on the computer. Uh, and then I wanna talk about how we build a skill, how we flourish during this time, something for the future and some fitness, which fits into a couple of different categories. So, um, for, so for the teens, um, and somebody else had said, our son has hid himself in his room, regressed completely, and we are concerned and would like to know how a suggested action on how to redirect him. He is 26. So one of the first things that I want to do is um, talk about then for, for our teens and adults. And listen, my son is 17, and we thought he was just doing so great um, because he was handling the stress of school and everything, and that was going so well. And then the other day, you know, he was like, this, you know, this is no bueno, uh, right? And we went, oh, we got to pay attention here. So uh, I think it's really important that we, we started this in the beginning by saying schedule, 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 schedule. But a lot of us who had older kids, we were like, eh, you know, they got to finish school, whatever. Well, now school's been over for a couple of weeks. Everybody whether you have a three-year-old or you have a 37-year-old, make a schedule. Now, what it looks like is going to be vastly different. And for the teen, you're going to build in more leisure time. But And every week you can change it a little bit. But basically what you want to do is create blocks of time for which there is accountability. So if your child is playing eight hours of video games right now, and I, everybody take a breath, because I know that that's a possibility, then what we want to do is we don't want to cold turkey them, right? Unless you could take them someplace else, you really can't cold turkey them. Normally, I would say to you, oh, go on a two-day trip. But for most of us, that's not really realistic right now, right? Um, although if there is the possibility of, you know, going on a one day trip that's someplace safe with social distancing, um, and, you know, being able to, to get home just to like break the pattern, definitely do that. But otherwise we have got to build in some things where our kids are social. Now it's hard because we want to get them off the computer and some of the things are going to be on the computer. Right. Um, but if you, for instance, say, okay, on Monday, this week, I'm going to let him have seven hours of video game, but I'm going to say which hours they are, right? And then build in other things during the other time where, you know, get them outside. Um, they need to be doing some chores um, and, and sit down and explain it to them and go, listen, you can play seven hours worth of video games. That's a lot because they don't really keep track of how much they're playing. But I'm going to need, a, you know, a, an hour's worth of help mowing the lawn or whatever it is that you can have them doing. Or I need help taking the trash out. Sure, right? And, and you can be giving a reinforcer for that and saying, I know you wanted the new mouse pad or whatever it is, but I need some help this week. And if I get help all this week, then there'll be the mouse pad, whatever you, what you know, your household can do. Um, but, okay, so let's talk about... Some, you got to do something where they're getting outside, something. Um, if there's the possibility of swimming because you have a safe swimming situation, great. If not, you can go for a walk with them. Just make sure that you're doing all the social distancing and that they know what the rules are. As I said, if there's some gardening or stuff that needs to be done, but outside is essential for at least a half an hour in this first week. And then you're going to gradually increase. And by the way, next week, when you sit down to do the schedule, you don't say to them, okay, now you only get six hours of video game. You just make the schedule and go, look, look, you still have all this video game time, right? So you're slowly, slowly weaning them back. But one of the things I really want to promote is that there are a couple of things out there that are really superlative. And one in particular that I can think of that's free is that every Saturday night, at the Ed Asner Family Center, they are doing an online teen adult group where it's called uh, Movie Chat with Charlie, uh, excuse me, Chelsea Darnell. And we had Chelsea on the show and she is lovely. This is totally free. There's no cost to it. It's Saturday night. And I love that there's a prep element to it because on Mondays they announce what the movie is for the week. So, you know, first they need to watch the movie at home by themselves on their own time. So you can say, oh, well, you know, 
we're going to do this thing and you've got to watch this movie. And then they go on Saturday and they meet with the other teens and adults online to discuss the movie. And Chelsea leads the conversation. She's an adult on the autism spectrum, brilliant, and so great at this, right? Totally, totally free. Now that's a place to start so that you know that you've got an anchor. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to watch the movie. And then we're going to do the thing with Chelsea on Saturday night. Um, right. But then if you see that they like that, then there are other groups that you can do and you can search online to see if there's one close to you, although it doesn't really matter right now because a lot of things are online. Right. But you're opening the door. You know, if you hit them too hard in the first week with, oh, okay, I want you to take up a new hobby. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? Right. I would say that that is enough further down the road in a couple of weeks, you want to be looking at anything that they show interest in. Like normally I would be saying, take this young adult to the library and let them walk down the aisles and pick anything that they're interested in. Um, and you can point out some different aisles in the library to show them. And I would be like, you know, show them like for the, for the 26 year old who's into trains, they can find all these books about trains and building trains. But I, you know, you can't really do that right now. So you're looking for, you're like a detective. You're looking for any sign of anything that they are interested in, anything at all. And you are feeding that. Get them, you know, books about that, show, help them to find videos about that, um, feed that passion, try to make it something that is not completely on the computer. Or if it's completely on the computer, find another way to look at it. So if what they love to do is um, watch cooking shows, have them host their own cooking show. You see what I'm saying? Uh, but don't let them hide away, go back to doing meals at the table. Um, but again, show them on the schedule. Look, you got all this video game time. I'm just asking for these little things, right? Um, and hello, Maheshwari, how are you? Hello, mm, uh, hello, Amanda. Uh, okay, somebody says, we've started to limit his screen time to get him to play with his toys and use his words. He is used to getting everything he wants. This is the child that was biting early. As soon as he asks for it, but we are trying to teach him to wait. We have had a lot of changes. We went on a trip last week and we lost five therapists over the last five months. How can I stop him biting? So, um, you know, you're going to talk to your supervisor about, because when you're teaching waiting and it's normal that biting would come up, um, but you might have to like, so, you know, he's been taught, you request something, you get it. You get request something, you get it. You request something, you get it, right? And now we're going to teach him waiting. But sometimes we, we start out, we go, okay, we're going to make him wait a minute. That's an eternity in a little guy's life, right? It's like, what just happened? I used to, and you want to make sure that you're not giving him what he wants if he bites. You're blocking so that he can't bite whenever possible, but talk to your supervisor about changing the length of time. So it might be that, you know, he asks for something and he has to wait one second, Right. Um, and it's like no big deal, right? And now it's two seconds and then it's five seconds and then it's 10 seconds and we build up slowly. But what he's telling you is I don't like waiting this long. Um, it's okay. It's okay. It'll work out. He's not going to bite for long. Uh, okay. Uh, the older teen likes Grand Theft Auto, pretend to fly over the city and connect with friends. Younger teen, Roblox, easy and friends. And yes, and you play with your friends and it's super easy. If your kiddos are gonna play video games, try to have them have it be a social event with their friends. I know um, even uh, the older kids have gone back to Minecraft because it's a way that they can communicate online and do that. And you can have them, uh, for those of you who have kids who like Minecraft, go on Autcraft and get them a membership on Autcraft so that it's monitored and it's not just, you know, um, they're out there with everybody. Uh, grab them and spar with sticks or toss. Yeah. Um, I think it's super fun. You know, we've been looking at, can you see here that I've got these? These are, this is for lawn Yahtzee. There are all different kinds of games that you can play out on the lawn. So if there's something that they're into, like, um, my mother used to love to play bocce ball. Um, but there are all, all kinds of lawn games to play. 
Uh, I love building obstacle courses. If you don't have a lawn on which to play, uh, make sure that you're taking walks around the block, but then build the obstacle course in your living room and have timed races and then, and then have them rearrange the obstacle course and run with them too. And the, the name of the girl is Chelsea Darnell. Chelsea, like the city, Chelsea. And uh, darn like a needle, Darnell. And that's at the Ed Asner Family Center. And by the way, at the Ed Asner Family Center, they have um, classes every day of the week. They have something. Uh, so you want to check out one of the classes. They draw a different cartoon character every week. One of the classes is yoga. One of the classes um, is dance. So there's all different types of things. So check those out, you guys. Um, because, and that's the, at the Ed Asner Family Center. Uh, Traven, if you have a second to write that in for them, the Ed Asner Family Center. Okay, so um, I wanna take, I wanna back up to, for just a second and talk about the money aspect. And I wanna hear from you guys, if there's any of you that like, because, Look, I'd rather talk about all the fun stuff, but if what you're worried about is money and keeping food on the table, everything else is less important, right? So any of you that are in that spot where you're like, okay, I don't qualify for unemployment or unemployment isn't enough and we're not making ends meet, I think that's the first thing that has to be addressed. There is a lot of work that's available. Some of it is online, some of it is not. I don't know what your circumstances are. If there are two of you and one of you wants to work outside the home, I will tell you that CARD is hiring all over if, you know, if somebody wants to be a therapist, but you've got to be willing to work outside the home, you know, so that's a consideration. And some of the, the, I made a list, I did some research over the weekend of places that are hiring right now. There are all kinds of um, places, both in this country and outside the country that are looking for online teachers. And some of them just want you to teach English um, you know, that think about all the countries that um, normally would have their children speaking English. Um, so they're hiring online tutors and teachers for English. There, if you are over the age of 18, my son normally would be working at the Ed Asner Center as a camp counselor, but he can't this summer, right? Uh, and so he was like, I need a job. And so I, I started doing research, but you have to be 18 years uh, or older, but there are all kinds of people who are looking for video game testers right now. So if you're 18 or over and you have video game systems, uh, it's a possibility. Of course, if you're willing to go outside the home, every delivery service under the sun and every grocery store is hiring. Um, but if you're trying to stay home, that's, you know, if it's you and your kids and your kids are at home, that's not going to work, right? But a lot of people are in that same boat. And so they're looking for trusted daycare. Now, if it's somebody that you really, really trust that you think is being really safe, um, being a daycare, taking daycare for like first responders and people like that, what a, what a great thing to do. Now you've got one more playmate in your house and super fabulous, right? Uh, if you speak another language, there are all kinds of companies that are looking for translation services. Some of them are written translation, but a lot of them are looking for um, translators to be available on demand on the phone. Think of every single medical service that anybody <clears throat> has to do and everybody has the right to have translation. And so your phone rings and you pick it up and you're translating in the language that you speak, right? Uh, if you are good at anything online, there are people looking for website developers. They're looking for online content writers. If you're a writer, uh, they're looking for uh, virtual assistants. A lot of places are looking for that. Uh, and for people to do transcription. If you are a fast typer, my goodness, there's a lot of things that are happening. Because if you think about it, people, think about what people need right now, right? So all of these different things, but I have to tell you that if you're just worried about money, everything else I'm gonna say is just like, it's gonna bounce right off of you because you're so, so stressed. So let's see if we can't take care of that and, um, and I want to, you know, I want to give a special thank you because uh, Christina is one of the people who she just wrote in and said, I donated to the Ed Asner Family Center um, the other night. I so appreciated that. 
I, I need to email you separately about that. Thank you for, for donating for that. We did the unity walk on the 4th of July and I had a thing on Facebook and one of our viewers, one of our cherished viewers donated and I thought that was super duper sweet. Um, okay, so, all right. So if you can, we wanna make sure that the money thing is okay because I want you to put that hot rock down. If you're okay right now and somebody in the house has money coming in and you don't have to worry about that, count yourself grateful, first of all, because not everybody is in that boat. Um, and there are some, I also wanna say that there are some places that are helping with money. So we don't wanna leave that out, but I, you know, long-term, right? We wanna think long-term for employment. So check those things out. But then the next thing I wanna to go to is self-care because we're already running out of time. So um, now is the ideal opportunity that we're not having to drive here, there, and everywhere to put in place some things that will help. You know, like for instance, uh, I've been trying to make myself put on my, my lotion as we start every single show, because with all the hand washing, my hands got so dry that they were cracked and bleeding. And I looked like, you know, um, they were an 80 year old and I was doing that really good and, and my hands got all nice and soft and then I just stopped doing it, right? So it's time to re-up all the self-care things that you wanna do. Taking a little bit more time to take care of yourself, whatever the morning regimen is, whatever the night regimen is, you know, define it for yourself. What are the things that you are gonna do to take care of yourself on the inside and the outside? So, you know, that might mean taking your, your vitamins, have them packed right here so that I make sure I take them right after the show. That's my ritual now, right? Um, you know, it, it could be that you find five minutes to meditate every single day. Uh, it might be that you have to do that with your child. Remember, we talked at the beginning about modeling the behavior. I can't tell you how many times I have said or heard somebody say, well, I can't, you know, it'd be great if I could meditate, but what, where's my child when I'm doing that, that, right? The truth of the matter is, is that if we build it in to the schedule, right, that whether with a 27-year-old or the 27-month-year-old, right, um, that we are going to spend five minutes after breakfast and we're going to do our breathing buddy thing where we stick our, our stuffed animal on our stomach and we're just going to make the stuffed animal go up and down and we're going to make it go slowly, right? We can do that and that is good for us and it is good for our kiddos, no matter what their age is. So make, because look, I said this to my husband the other day, some, at some point this is going to be over. And we're all going to crawl out from all the places that we've been. And I don't know about you, but I want to be in a better place when this ends than when we started. I don't, I don't want to be the person who comes out of this and has gained 30 pounds and feels terrible. And, you know, my, my skin is all cracked and I've got 13 cavities and you know what I'm saying? I, I, and, and my head is a mess. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I'd like to be in a place where I'm taking better care of myself. Because what are the choices? There's very few choices right now. The truth of the matter is, is that you can put your lotion on or not put your lotion on. It's only 20 seconds, but the act of doing it will make you feel better over the long term. So I had this whole like epiphany last night that you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm now trying to exercise and I'm trying to eat better and trying to do all these things. And it feels like it's impossible in this pandemic. Right. So I'm being kind to myself and not giving myself a regimen. That's like so crazy. I'm going slow and steady. Right. And in the course of last week, I, I lost three pounds and I was like three pounds. I mean, like, you know, the week before I was eating whatever I wanted to and not exercising and not, you know, and, and sitting on my tuchus and watching TV. And it's really only the difference of three pounds, like, you know, for three pounds, I might as well eat what I want to eat. And then I reminded myself compound interest. Well, it was three pounds this last week, which is actually good for a week. Right. Um, but then next week, it, you know, if it's three pounds again, and it might be, it might be one pound next week. Right. But eventually somewhere down the road, I'll have lost 20 pounds and feel remarkably different and feel so much better. And my clothes will fit differently. And, you know, my life will be better. It's just like ABA. When a parent says to me, well, you know, doing 20 hours of ABA is the same as doing 40. And I'm like, how? In what like language 
Um, but it was me doing the, well, three pounds. It's really, you know, for the difference of eating whatever I want, three pounds is not that big of a deal, but three pounds over 10 weeks is a tremendous difference than not, right? And the same thing with doing ABA, you know, so ABA, we, we made this much more progress this week. Well, that was just that much progress, but multiply that times 10 and you're talking serious business. I love the equation strength over time equals power, right? So self-care, self-care, it may seem like no big deal putting the lotion on today or brushing your teeth for two minutes or, you know, doing 12 minutes of exercise. It's like, well, it really doesn't make that much of a difference, but if you do it every day, it absolutely makes a difference. Absolutely makes a difference. So get that self-care going. I'm looking what um, somebody says, we've been using the food pantry. We have enough money for bills and just had uh, a little need to get help. Self-care is hard. No help here at home. I have friends sending uh, my child for arts and crafts so he can draw while he's sitting in a chair so I can shower. I am married, but there is no help there at all. I'm the only person here that I can count on here in my house. And let me tell you something, I'm sending you a hug, right? But you're not the only one that feels that way. Typically with autism, even if you're married, um, someone is the project manager and often that's the mom, although not always, right? And the project manager gets the responsibility of taking care of the kid and making sure that they stay healthy and alive, right? Which is no small thing. Well, it's not poo-poo that, that's a daily thing, right? But then on top of that, that all of the things that have to happen for autism have to happen and you know that everybody stays happy on top of that. It's a lot, so I'm sending you a hug. But that little needs to learn self-care too. So for instance, um, you know, we can make brushing the teeth uh, a family event and that we go in and we have the little step stool and we go in and brush our teeth with them and make sure that it happens for two minutes. Now we want to make sure that it's fun for them and, you know, whatever that is, you can put music on and dance while you're brushing your teeth, right? Um, or, you know, I don't know, whatever excites them. My kid liked the spitting. <laughs> that was the part of brushing teeth that he liked. So we would do the spitting often, but find a way and also doing the breathing buddies. Um, and, you know, even, cause I happen to know that this parent that you, you had written in last week that you were doing the, the, the trampoline and putting the net around the trampoline. So it could be that you go out and lay on the trampoline and do the breathing buddies with him. And we, and we say, first we breathe before we do the trampoline, right? Build it into the schedule um, with him because you're teaching him lifelong skills too. Okay, so that's some of self-care. I know it seems impossible, but I'm, ask, I'm begging you, try one thing today. Like think about like, what is the self-care thing that you need to do and do it with your child? Do you, you know, like, do you need to soak your feet? then, you know, let's get out pans and we're going to so and do it outside because it's going to get messy, right? Set out pans or whatever it is that you, you know, dish pans or whatever you soak your feet in, go outside and have them soak their feet too. And if that turns into a water fight, okay, right? But take whatever the self-care is for you. Okay, now we're going to move on to the learning. Um, I'm going to be um, doing a thing tonight where I'm going to be talking about all the virtual camps that are out there. Uh, and I'll make sure that we somehow find a way to share that. But there are so many things right now, you guys that are online. And I would say about 50% of them have a cost, but about 50% of them are free. First of all, Khan Academy. Uh, I know we're trying to get our kiddos off the computer but uh, we can't fight City Hall too much because our entire lives are on the computer right now, right? So if it, that's the way it's gonna be, then let's put them, even a four-year-old, you can put them on Khan Academy for 20 minutes and have them watch videos about shapes or whatever it is. They have, you get an account um, for your child and then you can have an account where you can overlook the account. Um, so you can set up your kiddo, um, so that they can do 20 minutes. And if you have to, um, you know, if, if 
I don't know how your house is set up and you want to be very careful water wise, but if you had Khan Academy on an iPad and your child was, uh, you know, like we have a bathroom where there's a bathtub and there's a shower stall right next to it. Right. So I can envision sticking my kid in the bathtub with the, um, the iPad, right? So there's no water anywhere near them, but I can see through the clear wall of the shower. I can take a shower while they're doing Khan Academy. He's learning, having fun. He thinks he's getting iPad time. I'm getting a shower. Everybody's safe, right? Be creative to think about how you can do that. Uh, okay. So then um, there's also a bunch of fun. Uh, I'm going to be talking about this later on tonight. Uh, there's a bunch of fun things that you can do, 3D things that kids can do or craft, there's a bunch of art classes online. Again, about 50% of them are free and then the other 50% have a cost. I wanna go back to that Ed Asner Family um, Center free. Um, you can absolutely um, do those things. Um, but I wanna build in to our schedule uh, always that we find some time that is family time to do something every day that isn't eating and that isn't, doesn't involve screen time. I know, right? But think about that. You just have to find one thing to do. It could be walking around the block, but you have to make it fun, whatever it is. So if you're walking around the block, don't just walk around the block, walk around the block. And, and one of the things I love to do when I'm walking with kids, because uh, I get bored, I'm somebody who has the attention span of lettuce, right? So I get bored. If I'm walking with kids, um, I, you know, you try to take their minds off of things. And so we'll say, okay, now we're going to do the duck walk. And everybody has to walk and stick their butts out. And we're going to walk like ducks and we're going to quack, right? Okay, now we're going to walk on our tippy toes. And you just do it for like 10 seconds. And we go, okay, now we're going to walk sideways. Now we're going to hop, uh, you know, and depending on where you are, like if you're walking someplace where there's no cars, you could do backwards, right? Uh, you can do hop on one foot, you can do the bunny hop. It, I'm telling you, um, most kids will get excited. Now, if you've got teens, teens are past this. And they'll be like, don't be stupid. <laughs> so instead for teens, you wanna start talking about whatever they're into. Like if what they, if they're a teenager and they love Thomas the Tank Engine, when you're on the walk, you talk Thomas the Tank Engine with them, right? Whatever it is. So you keep their interest. Uh, okay. What can I do with my nose picker? Five years old. He does it all day until he's bleeding from his nose. Well, um, what I want to know a couple of things uh, about his nose. Like, does he have allergies? What's up there? Is something, is it, you know, because we always look for the function of the behavior. So is it that um, he had some dried stuff up there and then he got it out and it felt so much better. And so now he's looking for that paycheck again. Is there stuff to get out? Um, you know, I, I, if, you, if you don't already, it's good if you had a board certified behavior analyst working with you to figure out, especially if it's he's bleeding. But there's a couple of things you want to rule out. First of all, I would want to take him to a doctor to have them look up there and go, what exactly is going on? Um, you know, it could be that his nose is running and so it's tickling the hairs and he feels like I've got a, I don't know if you've ever had that feeling where it feels like something is stuck up there and it drive you absolutely, you know what, crazy. Um, so let's make sure that everything is okay up there. Right. But then I also, we, last week we were talking about uh, differential reinforcement and, and how we do things. And, you know, we talked about having um, an alternative behavior. So, what you want to do is uh, consider giving him activities that are so reinforcing that he's not going to have time or want to pick his nose. Uh, like one of the things, for instance, is um, doing finger painting. You know, if you've got paint all over your hands, it's not going to feel good to stick your finger up your nose. I don't think. Like, I don't know. I don't know what his, what his thing is. Um, and for those of you who have kids who will stick your, or if you're worried about it and you don't want to stick paint up the nose or you have kids who will stick their hands in their mouth, you can get pudding um, and, and do it with pudding, um, painting with pudding 
used to do it all the time with little kids. Um, but I would definitely do a couple of things. I would talk to the doctor. I would talk to, if you've got a board certified behavior analyst to have them look at it. If you really don't have access to a board certified analyst, I do recommend there's something in card, um, the, in skills, skillsforautism.com and it's called the CIFA, C-I-F-A. And it's the card indirect functional assessment. And it's the next best thing to having a board certified behavior analyst when you're finding the function of the behavior. It gives you a bunch of questions. Um, you answer the questions and it'll tell you what the function of the behavior appears to be. And then it'll help you to figure out what the best intervention is because it really depends on the function. Oh, somebody says I've lost four pounds and I've been drinking more water and I've given up iced coffee and soda, drinking sparkling water instead. Also intermittent fasting. I feel so much better. Isn't it amazing? Like just the tiniest bit of self-care can get us the momentum to feel a little bit better. So talking about all that, um, and you know, I have on here flourish and fitness that I still wanted to talk about. And we've got three minutes. That's not hardly enough time for that. But I think it's important that we all find something. I said to my husband this morning, I always have to have something to look forward to. And we don't know what the next few months holds. So like where you can't count on any of that, you can only count on yourself. So what's in you? What is in you that has been poking you something that you want to do? It could be that you want to host your own show, like what I'm doing here. It could be that you want to write a book. It could be, you know, for the longest time, I felt like something was poking me in the back because I had this story that I wanted to tell. And so two years ago, I did my one woman show for the first time at the Hollywood Fringe Festival. And it just felt so like it was poking me, like what's poking you? What's the thing that has been on your heart that you know you're supposed to do? And how could you during this time either prepare or do? What, you know, what would that be? So that, you know, um, down the road, something comes to fruition. I always have to have, I plant seeds, you know, and they don't all come up. I planted a bunch of marigold seeds. Three of them have come up. I planted like 3,000. Three of them came up. I can't figure out why. And then I planted, uh, I, I dug a garden in our yard and I planted a bunch of things and too much came up. I had to weed out. But every day it grows like another three inches and I'm getting to see the passage of time through the plants. So, you know, Find something that will flourish over time, whether it's the project that's been on your heart or a plant or something um, to help you to flourish. And you can also do this for your kids too. Um, and then of course, the last thing is fitness. I'm, I, we all need to be moving in some way. It's so hard for me. I just like, if you're having a hard time, let's be in this together, but we got to move our bodies. If we were, we're in a stay put, but if we stay put, we're all going to cease to exist. So Keep it moving, make it happen. Let's let's do these things together. We're out of time, but I want to say that tomorrow on the show, we're having Swathi on the show. She's the amazing mom. She's got a show of her own on the radio, which is amazing. I was just a guest on it last week. I said to her, now you got to be on my show. She, uh, her daughter is Siri that uh, is designed by Siri. If you have an older kiddo or you're looking at the whole entrepreneurial um, track or you're seeing that, you know, you're, you, you want your kiddo to be more independent or live independently and you feel like it's a really far away goal, you're not going to want to miss talking with her because she, like another mom that we featured, Liz Becker, she's been spending the last two years getting Swathi to live on her own. So we're going to talk with her about that and how Designs by Siri is going. Amazing, amazing stuff. That will be tomorrow. Until then, give your kiddos a hug for me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.